Father, we are just so thankful to be able to come today and to sing these songs and to put our hope and trust in you. God, as we buried one of our longtime family this week, it is a wonderful reminder know that death could not hold you and the grave could not keep you. And Lord, I pray today that we would just once again remind ourselves of the God that we really serve. That you overcome death and the grave. To know that for Miss Betty that her story does not end inside the sanctuary and across the road in that graveyard. But Father, you have prepared an eternal home for her that she is much happier in now than she has been in a long time. And God, I pray that as believers in Christ that we would resolve in ourselves today to put our hope and trust in an eternal, all-powerful, all-knowing, amazing, forgiving, and merciful God. And Lord, we come together today to read your word, to pray, to lift one another up. And as we come to worship today, we also want to be mindful of our brothers and sisters who are not able to be here. God, I pray that you would be with Ms. Lois, Mr. Steve, Ms. Helen, Ms. Pat, Lord, so many others, Pastor Dan, others who are at home today because of physical issues. God, that your Holy Spirit would be with them as you're with us right now. Lord, we pray for the family of the Bruces. And God, we just ask that your Holy Spirit not only be here in this place and dwell within our hearts, but God, you would also dwell within them at this very same moment. And thank you for being a God who can do that. Lord, speak into our hearts today. Help us to come with open hearts, open minds, and open ears to listen to your word. We love you and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, it is good to see you guys. And in the past two weeks, we've been talking about listening to God, and we've talked about some things that's beneficial as far as that goes. And when you talk about listening to God, you know, it, it, we talk about it bringing us salvation. It brings us hope. It gives us faith to listen to God. And we also talked last week about how listening to God identifies you. It, it identifies who you belong to. But it also gives you the ability to look at other people. And, and to not judge them, because, you know, Timmy made a joke about that earlier, but Christians get a bad rap about being judgmental of others. It's not the right to judge, but it's the right to evaluate whether or not a person actually comes in the name of Christ or if they come under their own accord. And so as we talk about listening to the Lord and the things that it does afford us, I want to take a break today and talk about some uh, the opposite of that. Some of the things uh, of, of what happens if we fail to listen to God. 
And there's so many warnings of that in Scripture. I said there's just so many passages that we could pull from as we talk about this stuff. And we'll use several today. But I want you to understand that when we talk about failing to listen to God, it's really important that we understand it's not just being obedient to the Bible. And that's an easy one to talk about. We always talk about God's Word. We always talk about Scripture. I truly believe that God's Word is truth. I believe that it's relevant. I believe that it is exactly what God wanted it to be. There's a lot of debates over Scripture, but I believe that the Bible that we have today has been maintained with integrity. I believe that God orchestrated this. He put it together for us to have a reference that we can go to, to to really just get a basic understanding of what it is that God desires from us. Okay? I believe that. I hope you do too. But it's not just a matter of believing in God's word for us today living in New Testament times. Because if you claim to be a believer in Jesus Christ, then you should also be filled with the Spirit. That's a part of being a follower of Christ. It is not only giving your heart to Him and being saved, but also being open to His leading and guiding, allowing Him to fill you with His Holy Spirit to change you, to change your heart, your life, the way that you think, the desires that you have, your hopes and dreams, and really just surrendering to Him completely and allowing yourself to be filled with that Spirit. So not only do we have to listen to God's Word, but we also have to listen to, to the Spirit, and the Spirit speaks in many different ways. And you got to be willing to listen to the Lord as He speaks to us through His Spirit, through our conscience. Have you ever thought about that before? I don't know about y'all, but even before I was saved, uh, I remember doing things just individually and also doing things with friends that I remember saying, like, this is wrong, and we would do it anyway. But even listening to your conscience that God has given you, just listening to God is super important. And as we read today, I want you to turn, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Zechariah chapter 7, and we'll be reading verses 11 through 14. But it'll be on the screen. And this is the prophet. And listen at what he says. He says, Your ancestors refused to listen to this message. They stubbornly turned away and put their fingers in their ears to keep from hearing. Now, I don't know about y'all. Have you ever seen somebody be like, ah, la, 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 I can't hear you? Like, it kind of gives you a good imagery on what's going on. The, um, it even talks about this. I'm pretty sure it talks about this in the story in the book of Acts where Stephen is being stoned and he starts speaking. He starts prophesying and they, like, they covered their ears so they couldn't hear what he was saying and then they begin to stone him. It sounds silly, but keep that imagery in your mind. They, they plug their ears to keep from hearing. Verse 12, they made their hearts as hard as stone because it's not just a matter, when you, when you listen to God, it's not just a matter of ears because like obviously there's audible voices. There's, there's people who are speaking into your life, parents, grandparents, pe- spiritual people who are influencing you spiritually, who are speaking to you. But it's not just a matter of like physically hearing something with your ears, but there's so much more to listening to God than just with your ears. Verse 12 says, They made their hearts as hard as stone, so they could not hear the instructions or the messages that the Lord of heaven's armies had sent them by his Spirit through the earlier prophets. Okay? So, so if you set in your heart and you set in your mind what you're going to believe and what you're not going to believe, 
it doesn't matter whether or not you can actually audibly hear someone or somebody or anything like that. You're just closed off to it. That is why the Lord of heaven's armies was so angry with them. Remember that. He was angry with them. Verse 13. Since they refused to listen when I called them, I would not listen when they called to me. Take note of that, says the Lord of heaven's armies. As with the whirlwind, I scattered them among the distant nations where they lived as strangers. Their land became so desolate that no one even traveled through it, and they turned their pleasant land into a desert. I want to read that last part again because it's important to understand that they, not God, they turned their land into... All right? Now... Better be listening. You might miss something. Point number one, not listening angers God. You, you know, a lot of times we like to talk about all the good things, all the things that will, all the good will happen that if we do listen to God, but I think it's really important to, to focus on things that, okay, so what happens if we don't listen to God? Because if we don't know the consequences of what happens if we don't, then why? If we don't care about the blessings, maybe the curses will speak to you. But not listening angers God. And this may seem a little unfair, you know, because you're just like, okay, God gives us free will. He gives us the ability to choose. Why does he get so angry then if we choose not to listen to him? And and again, if you're sitting here today, if someone's watching online or you're going to listen to this podcast later on, if you don't believe in God, it's not going to matter. You with me today? If you don't believe, it doesn't matter. Because there's nothing that you could say. Like you, you have to set in your heart that you're going to step out on faith and you're going to believe in the Lord and you're going to believe in His Word and you're going to believe what His Word says, both the blessings and the punishments and the consequences that come along with it. But when you talk about not listening to the Lord and Him becoming angry, it's really important to understand how foolish it is to anger the Lord. Now, I don't know about y'all, how many of you got kids? How many of you have gotten mad at your kids because you literally told them something and they just did not listen? All right, I only have, uh, our oldest kid's three. All right, so in three years, this has happened multiple times already. And it's infuriating, right? Parents, right? It's infuriating when you listen to your kids because it doesn't matter. Like you could tell them over and over, if you do this, this will happen. And they don't listen to you and they do it anyway, right? Getting a lot, I need to talk about this more often, getting a lot of amens today, a lot of crowd participation. And it's frustrating because you know, like you've either done it yourself or you know someone who's done this or made this choice or done this thing. And so you can. By knowledge, just by sheer knowledge, like you can say, this is a bad idea, don't do this, and they do it anyway. Or you could just tell them to do something, they just don't listen. It's so frustrating. And you get mad at them, right? You, you, you get infuriated with them sometimes. Like Hannah and I were talking about this uh, last night. Perry has been testing us these days, and we were just talking about how frustrated we were with him last night and how, how it's, it's just kind of getting to that point where we're just like, ah, I just want to shake him. Just shake him a little bit, not too much, enough to shake him. And if we do that as parents, does, does it mean that we love our kids any less? No. Like we may get angry with them, 
We may be frustrated. We may want to like even spank them or shake them, but it doesn't mean that we don't love them. You know, in reality, we want the best for them. We want them to listen to us because we believe with our hearts that we have the information and the knowledge and the ability to be able to guide them in the right direction so that they can have a better life, hopefully even better than what we've had. And to just take a breath this morning and remind ourselves that we serve a heavenly Father who loves us, right? He loves us with a love that we cannot comprehend or understand. And as much as you love your kids, just to to know from what we read in Scripture that God loves us even more than you could love your kids. And that God wants not only the best for you in this physical life, because He does. Now, life's not perfect. You're not going to be immune from sickness or, or disease or health issues or suffering or bad situations and circumstances. Sin is in this world, and we're going to experience the consequences of it periodically. But God does want you to have a good life. Okay, He wants the best for you, but his main goal is for you to have eternal life. Okay, Now, he wants you to have a good life, but the main goal is eternal life. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on. He cares for you. He loves you. You have to have faith to believe in that and to understand that when God gets angry when we don't listen to him, he has every right to be angry. And in fact, as parents, you know, there's, there's, the scripture tells us to be careful in our anger and it warns us not to sin in our anger because most of the times when we get angry, we do not have the ability to be angry without sinning. Even as parents, when you get mad with your kids, a lot of times, a lot of us parents should probably be going back and apologizing to our kids a lot of times because we don't always handle stuff the right way. We don't always say the right thing. We don't always keep our cool when we should. And we don't always discipline in the right mindset and the right heart. But God is perfect in his anger, he's perfect in his punishment. There is nothing that he does that is not in perfection. And in fact, we like to blame God a lot of times because of situations and circumstances when in reality we're the ones who create that for ourselves because of our choices and the consequences that come from our choices and the punishment that comes as a result of our choices that we freely chose to do with our own free will. And God is not unjust in his anger. And we have to remind ourselves of that sometimes. Because it seems unfair. It seems like a lot of times like we just don't know. But in reality, we should know. In Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 7 through 8, Moses even wrote about this. He talks about how telling God's people, Remember and never forget how angry you made the Lord your God out in the wilderness. From the day you left Egypt... Until now, you have been constantly rebelling against him. Even at Mount Sinai, you made the Lord so angry, he was ready to destroy you. And guys, we're talking about this because it's so important to remind ourselves that that we're not above the simple fact of just ignoring the very voice of God. Ignoring his word, ignoring the leading of his spirit, ignoring God's voice. We sit through Tons of sermons. Many of you are probably listening to Bible studies and different sermons on podcasts as you're traveling back and forth to work and doing stuff around the house. We are just saturated in like the messages of God. And at the same time, 
you know, even in your own personal life, that you could raise your hand and say that I don't always listen to the Lord like I should. I can raise my hand this morning and say that. Like, I don't always listen to the Lord like I should. And so the warning is from, from Adam and Eve in the garden to the people of Israel coming out of Egypt, all the way through the times of the judges, the kings, the prophets, through the exile, through Jesus, through salvation in the New Testament, God's people are just renowned for simply not listening to him. As simple as it is, it's one of the hardest things that we as people do is listen to God. And so as you can imagine, there's just so much passages of Scripture talking about, well, this is what happens if you don't listen to Him because you need to understand if you listen to God, there are blessings that come with it. There's eternal life. There's a reward of salvation. There's all these things that we have if we listen to God. But if we don't listen to God, then there's punishments, there's curses, there's all kinds of things. And the first thing you need to be worried about is angering God. Because he will be angry with you. And have you ever had to go home to mom and daddy and you knew they were angry at you? And you're just like, how is this going to play out? And you're just rolling around in your mind saying, what are they going to say? What am I going to say? What's going to happen? Do I duck as soon as I walk in the door? Or do you know how, how, how do you approach this? Because whenever there's anger involved, it can be somewhat unpredictable. And you never know how the Lord is going to respond in his anger. And here's the thing. From the very beginning of time, God has been calling people to follow him. And he wants people. His greatest desire is to have people, to have individuals and to have groups of people like a church who will listen to him. And you know this as a parent. You know this. In order to get your child to listen to you, rewards only go so far, don't they? It eventually comes to the point where even as you're raising your children, you have to start divvying out discipline or punishment in order to get them to do what you're asking them to do or what they should be doing, right? Our Lord is the same way. Point number two, not listening to God causes God not to listen to us. That's really important. That's so important to understand. And I don't know if any of you have ever been at a time in your life where you've been praying and you've been asking the Lord and crying out to Him and you just feel like your prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling and they're not reaching God and you just don't feel His presence in your life. Those are very frustrating times. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there's sin in your life or you're not listening to Him. Sometimes, you know, we just... Maybe there's some testing going on. The Lord's just kind of seeing how faithful you're going to be in crying out to Him and pursuing Him. Maybe Satan is just trying to discourage you. Maybe there is sin in your life. Maybe there is some separation between you and the Lord. But, but understand today that if you refuse to listen to the Lord, he kind of returns the favor to you. I don't know if you've ever done this with your kids or not, but um, we're kind of at this point now where Perry is the world's best at ignoring you. Like you could speak to him, you can yell at him, and he just like acts like, you don't, he like never misses a beat. He's just doing what he's doing. He's like, you don't even exist in his eyes. And so sometimes I'll just ignore him. And it's like, it's mind blowing. Okay. I mean, he has absolutely no, what, no clue what to do in those moments where he, he almost like gets stuck in this like scratch CD mode where it just like skips and just repeats, repeats. He just like says it over and over and over again. And you just ignore him. It's like mind blowing. But understand today that, that if you ignore the Lord, then he's going to also ignore you. You don't listen to him. He don't listen to you. 
And that sounds a little crazy, but I mean, it, it talks about this over and over again in Scripture. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 9 says, God detests the prayers of a person who ignores the law. And guys, you know, we said this a while ago, but you have to remember, you're, you're dealing with Old Testament Scripture right here where they had God's law, and there were people who at certain times was filled with the Spirit for a purpose, and then the Spirit would leave them and it was kind of like this special anointing for this moment in time. We live in a time where we live under the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so, so now think about this. As Christians, not only do we have access to God's Word, the Old Testament and the, the writings of the prophets and all those things that, that they kind of had access to, but not all of it during that time. But now we have all the writings of the New Testament and we have the ability to be filled with the Holy Spirit and we have access to countless sermons and Bible studies and all this stuff. And so when you're talking about the accountability of listening to the Lord, you're living in a day and time where hardly any of us have any excuse not to know God's Word and what He wants from us and what He expects from our life. And you saw in verse 13 of Zechariah how God plainly said he refused to listen when they called because they would not listen to him. You just need to know that's, that's just the consequence of your choice. You, you might love God. You might say you belong to God. But you remember, people who belong to God listen to God. Okay? So if you don't listen to God then inevitably what you're communicating to the world is that you don't belong to God. And you're communicating to God that you don't belong to Him if you don't listen to Him. You with me today? Now that, that's, that may not be what you're intentionally saying, but that's what you're saying. Point number three. Not listening brings about punishment from God. And once you ignore God and you break that communion, that, that relationship with Him, and He begins to pull back from you, there's some things that you need to understand that are taking place. Because it starts out as in the fact that there are just consequences with the choice. And I want you to understand the consequences are by no means attached to the punishment that's coming. You with me today? So, so as, as you begin to not listen to God... And he begins to not listen to you. And he begins to withdraw himself and his presence and his spirit from you. Also, the hand of blessing that is on our lives. And when that gets removed from us, that should be one of the most terrifying things that you could possibly think of. Because you guys know this. The world is hard. It's cruel. It's full of sin. And you know that at any given moment around the corner could be death or destruction or heartache or pain or the loss of valuable anything. You know that in our world, it's, it's all on the table for the taking. It's all temporary, right? Okay. And at any given moment in time, when God has his hand of blessing on you and he pulls that away and then you're open to the world and you're open to the attacks of Satan life begins to look very different. 
And you can just take that from the book of Job where God's hand of blessing is on him and Satan says, well, you protect him, you guard him, but allow me to do this and he'll curse your very name. And Satan says, okay, well, you can do this. God says, okay, Satan, you can do this, but you can't do anything more than this. And he pulls back just a little bit to, have, to let Satan have free reign at Job. To take his possessions and then later on to take his health. And you look at how Job's life changed drastically when God pulled that back to just allow Satan to test him in his life. And I want to tell you this morning, I think a lot of times we forget and we just take for granted the very hand of God being in our life and protecting us and guarding us from various different things and blessing us and bringing blessing in our life. And if we ignore God, eventually he begins to ignore us. And he, if we don't want God's presence in our life, he'll eventually just withdraw. You look at Adam and Eve in the garden. He came down every evening to walk in the garden to be with them. What happens when they partook of the fruit? He removed them from the garden. And he no longer walked with them. You look at the people of Israel. He traveled with them in their tabernacle. They stopped listening to him. He withdraws his spirit. He has them exiled to a foreign nation, tears down the very temple upon which they worshiped at. If you ignore God, he'll ignore you. He'll pull back from you. So you'll experience the consequences first, and eventually the punishment will come in. In Jeremiah chapter 6, verses 10 through 12, this passage is talking about Judah's constant rebellion. And a lot of these passages are dealing with the people of Israel not listening. And you've you got to think about this. From the time they left Egypt, through the judges, through the kings, through the prophets, all this was God constantly communicating to them, this is what's going to happen if you don't start listening to me. And so as Judah has constantly rebelled against the Lord, Jeremiah writes, To whom can I give warning? Who will listen when I speak? Their ears are closed and they cannot hear. They scorn the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen at all. So now I am filled with the Lord's fury. Yes, I am tired of holding it in. I will pour out my fury on children playing in the streets and on the gatherings of young men, on husbands and wives, and on those who are old and gray. Their homes will be turned over to their enemies all their field, as will their fields and their wives. For I will raise my powerful fists against the people of this land, says the Lord. If you constantly rebel against the Lord, He'll warn you. He'll come to you. He'll send you messengers. He will constantly try to get your attention until the point where He says, enough's enough and punishment is here. And punishment eventually came. And when God finally hands us over to the consequences and the full punishment of ignoring him, he begins to strip away everything that we hold dear. And no, no one's immune from this. You with me today? Young and old. Husbands and wives. Young and old. No one's immune you talk about what happened in the exile when the uh, Babylonians came in and took over Israel. It's terrible. You actually read some of the historical aspects of it. I mean, it was, it was brutal. 
God truly did turn them over to their enemies and allowed their enemies to have free reign in their lives. And you need to understand today. You with me? We love to have faith in God, don't we? We love to talk about eternal life, salvation, blessings from the Lord. We love to talk about all that stuff. And I'm challenging you today to understand that if you say that you belong to Christ and you say that you believe in God and that he's the God that we say that we believe in through whom all things are possible and he can heal and he can provide and he can do all these really cool things, then you also have to believe that he is also the God who says, okay, well, if you don't follow me and you don't listen to me, then I'm going to allow you to experience the consequences of your choices and I'm going to turn you over to your sin and I'm going to allow punishment in your life. And you can't have one without the other. If you say you believe in God, you believe in eternal life, but you also have to believe in the punishment that's going to come from it. And understand this morning, you know, we said earlier, God's main goal is for you to have eternal life, right? And God, look at me, God is very willing. You need to be paying attention. Young, all you young kids in here this morning, you need to look at me whenever I'm telling you this. You need to understand that your heavenly father, like your parents who are willing to spank you or put you in time out, whatever it is they choose to do, to inflict some sort of punishment on you, to deter you to go into the right direction, to give you a moment of suffering so that you benefit for it in the long run, your Heavenly Father is very much willing to sacrifice the temporary in order to get you to the eternal. He is very much willing to allow you to suffer so that you'll turn to Him and begin to listen. He's very much willing to take away the things that you hold dear. He's very much willing... To speak to the world and show the world, this is what happens if you don't listen to me, I'll make you a spectacle to the nations. He's very much willing to sacrifice the physical to get you to the eternal. Because he loves you. And he cares about you. And he knows that you being with him eternally is much more important than you being happy or just being able to do whatever it is that you want to do in this moment right now. you got to believe that. you got to have faith in that. And you got to understand that that's constantly what he talks about in Scripture. Point number four, not listening will affect your descendants for generations to come. And when you talk about ignoring the very Word of God and ignoring your Heavenly Father, you're not just affecting your own life. You're affecting your kids, your grandkids, and your great-grandkids, and your great-great-grandkids. And it's not a secret. Now this passage that I'm about to read to you is found in Numbers chapter 14, verse 18, Exodus chapter 20, verses 5 through 6, Exodus 34, 7, and Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 9. It's found multiple times throughout the Old Testament, and it first appears whenever God reveals himself at Sinai, and he begins to give Moses the Ten Commandments, and he begins to say, this is what I want you to do or not to do, and listen to what he says and why. He says, the Lord is slow to anger... And filled with unfailing love, forgiving of every kind of sin and rebellion. Good news, right? Good news. All right? The Lord is slow to anger, filled with unfailing love, forgiving every kind of sin and rebellion. But remember this if you don't listen to God, eventually He'll get angry. Right? If you don't listen to God, eventually He removes His hand of blessing, He allows punishment to come in. 
If you don't listen to God, he'll turn you over to your enemies. His ultimate goal is to steer you in the right direction. But he does not excuse the guilty. He lays the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even the children in the third and fourth generations. Now, it's according on what passage you read, but, but some of these other passages I mentioned throw on to the end of that. But his love is expressed to those, and his blessings is expressed to a thousand generations of those who faithfully serve him. So, yes, he is slow to anger. Yes, he is full of unfailing love and compassion. He does want to forgive us. He does want to, to remove your iniquities in your life. But you need to understand this morning, enough becomes enough. There comes a point in time where enough is enough. <clears throat> and your decisions don't just affect you. Kids, you looking at me today? Children, children, children. Youth, teenagers, the very choices you're making right now in your life may seem insignificant. They may seem like they do not matter. But you need to understand that there are choices that you can make in the next few years of your life that can greatly shape and affect the longevity of your physical life. There might be things that you decide to do to partake in to, to, to experiment, there might be sin or whatever it is that, that, that may be out there, you need to understand those choices can greatly change the trajectory of your life. And it might be something that you may never be able to recover from. There are people inside this room right now who can tell you they made choices whenever they were in school that changed their life forever. And they were never able to recover. It doesn't mean that God couldn't bring blessings to it. Because that's the great thing about the God that we serve. Even in the midst of sin, God can bring about good things through sin. He can bring about restoration. He can bring amazing, godly things, glorification to himself, even through our sin. But what you need to understand is, is why God can bring good things through sin. When we bring about sin, we bring about destruction. We bring about chaos and havoc. And we're only tearing things down. God's the only one who can bring good from it. And so he wants to bring good. And you need to understand that God wants to be merciful. You listening to me today, kids? I'm, I'm picking on the kids, but older people, you need to be listened to. Many of you who are sitting right here, you have pretty good parents. They're bringing you to church. They're trying to teach you the right things. They're trying to train you up in what God wants for your life because they believe that if you live according to God's word and you do what he's calling you to do, then your physical life will be better from it. And that's what God's word teaches. Like when you read God's word, there's promises that go with doing the right thing. For instance, one of the Ten Commandments, honor your father and mother and you will prolong the days of your life. There's promises all throughout Scripture with those things. You're welcome, parents. There you go. There's promises all throughout Scripture if you do the right thing. And you need to understand that, that when you're at school and you're around your friends, you need to understand that they may not know God's Word like you know God's Word. And you may not know God's Word like you should, but you probably have some sort of knowledge of it. 
The people at your school probably aren't growing up in Christian homes. They have no idea what God's Word says. They have no, they have no parents who are training them up to do right things, to be honest, to seek the Lord, to have eternal life. And they're making decisions at school right now that you're watching them make, and you're saying, man, that looks fun. That looks like that would be a blast. That, I would really like to do that or try that out or, or do those things. And right now, it does not seem like there's a lot of really heavy consequences that are on their lives right now by the decisions that they're making. But I want you to understand something. Because you know, and because you're in church, and because you know God's Word, and because you do have people who are pouring into you, you're at a little bit of disadvantage than they are. Because you should know better and they don't. And so the Lord might be a little more merciful with them than he's going to be with you because you should know better and they don't know better and you can't evaluate your life based on theirs. Adults, this is for you too. You can't make the same decisions that everybody else in the work and everybody else in the world's making because they're not held to the same expectations that you are because you should know better. You should know God's word. You should be listening to his spirit and his voice and his guidance in your life. But guys, I'm going to tell you, there's not a single person that I look at that I grew up with who did not repent and give their heart to the Lord and did not turn away from what they were doing. And you look at the consequences of their life, it came. The consequences of their choices came. The punishment from those choices, they came. And they're still happening and they're still playing an impact on people that I love and care about very much in their life. It's still playing a part in their life. So don't be fooled today and thinking that you just get away with it. No, what's happening is, is that we serve a God who is merciful and loving. Are you thankful that God just doesn't strike us dead whenever we're not obedient to him? We'd all be dead. We'd all be done. We, none of us would be here. Because we've all done wrong. We've all not listened to the Lord like we should. And we serve a God who is merciful. And so as you're watching the people around you make decisions that <clears throat> you wish you could do or you wish you could make, but you feel bad about it or you feel like they should be wrong, let me tell you something. Just hold out a little longer. Be patient. Serve the Lord. Listen to Him. And if you watch in due time, you'll see the consequences and the punishment start happening because it always comes. Nobody escapes it. Point five. God does this so that others will learn from people who don't listen. You talk about what happens and the punishment that God brings. It's not just to steer you in the right direction, but it's also to speak to other people <clears throat> to show them what happens when we don't listen. You ever heard that a wise person learns from their mistakes, but a wiser person learns from others' mistakes? There's a lot of truth in that. You're sitting in here this morning and you have access to 4,000 years of Scripture. 4,000 years of God's Word that you can read and you can invest your life in and learn from their mistakes. And then you have people that you can look at in your life and you can say, hey, who do I want to be like? How do I want my life to turn out? And you start looking at people and you start looking at their lives and you start thinking about and trying to trace back some of the decisions and choices, how obedient they were to the Lord and some of the things that they did. And you say, okay, who do I want my life to be like? 
God does this so that we can learn from other people's mistakes so that we don't have to learn from our own. He gives us his word. Isaiah chapter 42, verses 18 to 23 says, Listen, you who are deaf, look and see you blind. Who is as blind as my own people, my servant? Who is as deaf as my messenger? Who is as blind as my chosen people, the servant of the Lord? You see and recognize what is right, but refuse to act on it. You hear with your ears, but you don't really listen. Because he is righteous, the Lord has exalted his glorious law. But his own people have been robbed and plundered, enslaved, imprisoned, and trapped. They are fair game for anyone who have no one to protect them, no one to take them back. You listen to me today? That's what happens when God removes himself. The people of Israel were fair game to be robbed and plundered and enslaved and imprisoned and trapped. and They had no one to protect them and no one to take them back. You look at verse 23 because that's the money verse right there. Who will hear these lessons from the past and see the ruin that awaits in the future? Who among you today are going to look at what God has set before you as examples of what not to do and learn from it? Because it's a choice that you have to make. I mean, I mean, maybe heaven doesn't sound that great to you. Maybe like eternal life, and you just can't imagine like what's so great about going to heaven and being with Jesus and worshiping him, and church just doesn't seem like that fun. Maybe the blessings don't speak to you. Maybe it's the, the, the punishment and the consequences that needs to speak to you this morning for you to understand that listening to the Lord is really important because it can make your life better both here and eternally. But don't forget, God's main goal for your life is to get you to eternity. His main goal is to get you into his presence. And he very much will sacrifice the physical to get you to the eternal. The question is, who will listen? Who will learn from other people's mistakes? Don't be foolish enough to have to make yourself learn from your own mistakes. Let's pray together. Father, we're so thankful for your word and the messages that you sent so many times. And Lord, you were merciful. You warned people for hundreds of years. You warned the earth for over 120 years while Noah built the ark. You warned the nations in Canaan for over 400 years. You warned the people of Israel for hundreds of years before you ever divvied out your punishment on them. You are a merciful and loving and unfailing God. And I pray today that we would listen and we would be obedient. And we would not only have faith in the good things that you're going to bring us, but Lord, we would also have faith to know that you are a God of your word and that you will do exactly what you said you would do. And so you will give us eternal life and you will also bring about punishment and consequences. And I pray this morning that we would listen and hear and be obedient to you today. We love you and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed. Thank you.